Hello friends, good morning. It's such an honor to to be with you this morning and allowing me the privilege <clears throat> and the opportunity to to come into your space, to come into your homes, to come into your offices, to to intrude and invade your day with the word of God. It's such an honor. The Bible said nothing was made without the word. And so it's a very important exercise to have the word of God invade our day, invade our lives, and invade our persons. And it will be such a great blessing. And so I'm so grateful to God for this privilege. And I want you to know that the opportunity you've granted me even to hear me out is not treated lightly at all. Thank you. And this morning I want to share a passage with you from God's living word. It's such a blessing. John chapter 16. John chapter 16. I shall be reading from from 23. John chapter 16 verse 23. In that day you will not ask me anything. I assure you, anything you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be complete. I have spoken these things to you in figures of speech time is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures, but I will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day, you will ask in my name. I am not telling you that I will, I will make requests to the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself, himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world again. I am leaving the world and going to the Father. Ah, his disciples said, Now you are speaking plainly and not using any figurative language. Amen. This is a blessed word of God. And this is a passage I want to engage you with for this brief time we have together. A good friend of mine for some days now has been helping us on the subject of prayer. And his sole aim is, is to whet our appetites for prayer, is to draw our minds back to the importance of prayer. And prayer is one of the spiritual disciplines that um, we can never have enough of it but um, we always grieve about the fact that we have too little of it I heard one minister of God say this that he had seen many experienced and elderly men and women in the faith and if he asked these older men and older women who have been Christians for decades Anytime you have the opportunity and the privilege to 
interview them or to speak to them almost all of them without exception they have one regret and that regret most of the time is they didn't have enough time to pray they didn't have enough time to pray or they didn't pray as much as they wanted to it's an important discipline that you and I would master and it is our seven hope and prayer that the lord would help us and in this passage that i just read to you in john chapter 16 jesus had just told his disciples that he was about to leave them and they were their hearts sunk deep i mean they were saddened by the news i mean this is a man who had been with them for three for the better part of three years and ever since the man came into their lives or rather they were brought in to be and to go in and out with this man their lives have never been the same they have been received in places that they never dreamt they would ever step they had received divine supplies their eyes have seen miracles they have never seen before they have been honored just because they were walking with this man divine supply divine provision divine protection everything had been wonderful and on one evening this man sits these 12 men down and tells them a news they never expected to hear he told them look my time is up to leave and i'm i'm going to the father i'm going to the place i came from and the bible says that they were saddened by that news But then Jesus tells them from the verse 23 he says in that day you will ask you will not ask me anything because apparently they they had no they had no need to pray you recall that one of the one of the charges that um, the, the the Pharisees and the Sadducees had against Jesus as disciples as they came to tell him that look I mean the disciples of the Pharisees fast the disciples of John fast so why is it that your your disciples don't fast Jesus says look how can they fast when they how can how can the 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 the, the guest of the bridegroom fast when the bridegroom is around a day is coming in their life that the bridegroom will be taken away and then they will fast and so i believe that prayer too was the same i mean you recall that jesus took three people to the mount of transfiguration to pray with him when he didn't pray support the most and they failed Peter James and John they fell and slept and so prayer was up until this time in their lives and in their walk with Christ i mean prayer was in the part of their lives <laughs> because Jesus himself was there to pray for them to intercede for them and all of that you recall at some point Jesus telling Peter that uh, uh, Peter um, the enemy has sought to sift you as wheat but i've prayed for you you recall that yeah And so prayer really wasn't a daily experience for these disciples but now Jesus is telling them that look I am going away and when I when I'm gone in that day you will not ask me anything verse 23 in that day you will not ask me anything I wouldn't be there for you to see me and ask me anything you won't see me but Jesus says but I assure you anything you ask the father in my name he will give you what a comforting word 
Jesus says, I wouldn't be physically there to receive your complaint and your request and, and your quandaries and, and, and your petitions. I wouldn't be there to physically hear you out. But guess what? There is somebody who would be hearing you and be granting your request. Isn't that comforting? I don't know about you, but that is very comforting to me. In verse 24, he went on to say, Until now, you have asked for nothing in my name. And I have heard many people misinterpret this, this particular text. You hear Christians even using this particular text and you know i can understand what they are trying to do they are trying to encourage us to pray and so they say the bible says until now you have asked nothing you have asked nothing so please ask but that is not the that is not the intent of what jesus was saying i mean the contest the immediate contest was the disciples had been with jesus and indeed they have not asked anything in the name of jesus because jesus was with them they had not asked anything so Jesus says, I am going away to the Father. And when I am gone, now you would ask because up until now you have not asked anything in my name. But when I'm taken away from you, then you would ask the Father in my name. And when you do that, the Father is going to give it to you. So we today cannot be using this text to say that until now we have asked nothing. Because I have been asking for things in the name of Jesus for some time now, ever since I became a Christian. So you can't look into my face and say, until now you have asked nothing. No, 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 because I've been asking. And I know you too have been asking. But it was a reality of the disciples because they had not asked anything in the name of Jesus for three years. They have not asked anything from the Father. Jesus says, you just ask and you will receive that your joy may be complete. Praise God. He said we should ask. He encouraged the disciples to ask and they will receive. He says that your joy will be complete. Now that people ask that, I mean, why should we pray if, if God knows? If you are telling me that God knows um, everything and he knows what I'm about to ask him, I mean, why doesn't he just go ahead without me asking? Why doesn't he just go ahead and do it for me? without me asking it's no there's no point in asking because he knows it well yes i mean that may be a legitimate question but i love the response jesus is giving to your answer he says yes the father knows everything you need before you ask him but asking jesus says this is the response jesus is giving to your question listen to it he says ask and you will receive why that your joy may be complete. Praise God. Yes, the Father knows that you have need of it. But ask Him. Because when you ask Him, He will do it. And when you do it, your joy will be full. Your joy will be complete. Your joy will be doubled. Because I had expectations that He would do it for me and He knew I needed what I was about to ask. And I asked Him and He has done it. Oh, what a good God He is. It, I, I don't know, but it boosts you. It makes your joy more richer. It makes your experience in prayer and your experience and your relationship with the Lord. It enriches that relationship because you know that, oh, I needed this particular thing and I sought the face of the Lord about it. Guess what he has done? He has done it for me. 
oh, then this God is a good God. This God is a prayer answering God. Really, there is somebody I can't see, but he is very much alive. He's not dead. He's very much alive. And he's a prayer answering God. See what he's done for me. And that is why we are supposed to ask God. And that is why you're supposed to pray. And that is why you're supposed to petition the Lord. He knows it. But when you ask him, he will give it to you. And your joy will be complete. The verse 25, Jesus says, I have spoken these things to you in figures of speech. A time is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures, but I will tell you plainly about the Father. Verse 26, In that day you will ask in my name. I am not telling you that I will make requests to the Father on your behalf. This is my point. This is where this is a text that explains the 24, which says that until I until now you have asked nothing. Jesus tells us in 26, he says, In that day you will ask in my name. I am not telling you that I will make requests to the Father on your behalf. Because apparently, for three years, that is what Jesus had been doing. He himself had been interceding on their behalf, always asking the Father. So the enemy sought to sift Peter, and then Jesus himself made that intercession. He didn't tell Peter to go and pray for himself. No, he prayed for Peter. He prayed for Peter. And then, I mean, just the next leaf of your Bible, if you turn to John chapter 17, I mean, what is known as the high priestly prayer, you find Jesus our Lord praying for the disciples and, and for us as well. So, so for the better part of three and a half years, our Lord and Savior was praying for his disciples, praying, praying for them. And he now tells them that, look, when I'm taken away from you, I will no longer be doing it for you. You would have come of age by then to do it for yourself. I am not going to be making requests for you on your behalf. No, I won't make that. Verse 27, why? Why wouldn't I do that? Jesus says, for the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and I believe that I came from God. Hallelujah. The Father himself loves you. Beloved Christian listening to me, the Father loves you. So talk to him. Talk to God. Pray. 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 The encouragement this morning is for you to pray. Yes. I mean, desist from the, 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 the habit of always demanding that somebody will say a word of prayer for you when you yourself keep your mouth shut all the time. Jesus for three years prayed for his disciples. He says, enough is enough. I am going away. And when I go away, you can't continue to keep your mouth shut. You better open that mouth and pray. And the disciples learned it quickly. Because you turn your Bibles to John, Acts chapter 12, Acts chapter 2. Well, you see them praying, even right from Acts chapter 1. Uh, you see them praying to find a replacement for, for Judas Iscariot. I mean, you see them praying in Acts chapter 4. When they were, when they were threatened, you, you, you see them praying um, for, for, for God to encourage and embolden them, to strengthen them. I mean, you see them praying all throughout. The very minute they realized and they saw the risen Lord taken into the heavens, they returned to Jerusalem and they were bathed in prayer. Beloved, we need to pray. 
there is no I mean there is no adequate articulate words enough to capture the power of prayer and let's not be talking too much about it let's start doing it and the heavens will be opened of our lives the Lord bless you the Lord keep you the Lord make his face to shine upon you and grant you his peace in Jesus name Amen Beloved I I'm grateful to God for the time you've had together this morning I just encouraged you from John chapter 16 from the verse 23 to 29 we couldn't quite get to 29 but I believe that you have been blessed as I have been blessed so until I come your way same time hopefully next week uh, keep praying until then god bless you bye bye